Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders, how is everybody doing out there in the beautiful, wonderful land of crowdfunding? You know, this land that I've made up in my mind where all this free money comes from the internet and the Facebook land, uh, you know, that space where you decided to put a project up there and see if you can't raise a bunch of money. So, you know, that magical place. Well, first of all, I'm so happy that you are here. Uh, if this is your first time, let me kind of go through the ropes here. So this is a podcast. It means I'm going to be talking to you. In fact, I'm going to be doing a little bit of an interview here in a minute. Um, so what we're going to do here is we like to talk to project creators either while they're in the middle of a campaign or their campaign uh, ended recently and they're, you know, maybe just coming up for air, you know, something along those lines. Or we like to talk to somebody in the industry, you know, somebody that does patents or somebody that does, uh, you know, digital marketing, whatever it might be. You know, that way, if you're a consistent listener, um, you should be able to, uh, you know, get a lot of information, um, you know, before you start running your campaign. You know what I mean? You should be able to, uh, to do your thing here. So, uh, so with that said, thank you for being here. Number two, who's coming up on today's episode? Well, today we're going to be talking to Nadia Hopkins, uh, and we're going to be talking about her, uh, her product called Pronicure Breathers. And there's like these little breather things. They're like the size of chapstick, and you put them in your nose, and it you know, helps you breathe. Um, so her campaign finished up uh, in December, um, and uh, you know, it, it did really well. She raised about $16,000 for a product that's really challenging. So um, Nadia and I actually had a great chance to talk in the middle of her campaign. So her campaign was struggling a little bit. You could tell she was down and she decided to pick 20 minutes with me and have just a free, free talk. And we just, we, we chatted for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that. And you'll hear us talk about how she was rejuvenated and, and kind of got her mind really wrapped around what crowdfunding is that you're not going to get from a blog post or, you know, she got real information. So, um, so it was super excited to, uh, to chat with her, um, and, uh, and that's what we're going to be doing here in a little bit. But before that, you know, man, what's going on around here? Well, we had a, we had a phenomenal event uh, a couple weeks ago uh, at Cityside Ventures, one of our partners, um, which was great. And um, we got to go up and talk about social media. So we're going to be doing that a little bit more. So again, stay tuned to our events page to see what else is coming on. Um, no, February 4th, we, uh, what did I just say? February 4th? February 4th, we've got our Innovate Farmington. So if you're in the Detroit area, definitely stop by. We're going to be talking to uh, a game designer and we're going to be talking about press outreach. So again, great stuff, um, uh, great stuff uh, going on on that day. And we've got a bunch of other events that we're going to be a part of. So again, keep going to our events page because we're going to be updating it a lot more here. We've got a lot of stuff uh, kind of in the hopper and that's going to be dropping. So, so really stay tuned to that. Um, also, um, what else is going on? Well, I got a sick kid home again. I probably said that. I think feel like I said that the last time. You know, I got a. I think we have my daughter home, and now I got my son home. He's he's coughing, so you might hear him in the background because working from home today. Yeah, I got that going for me, so that's always nice. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, so that's what's kind of been going on around here. Um, we've got sick kids. We're in the middle of winter. Oh, there's the cough right there. Um, we've got a lot of new events. We've got new people. Our company's growing and scaling. It's a super exciting time. Um, and you're going to see us starting to ramp up a lot more in the podcast when we're ramping up the blog section. So I know I keep talking about that, but you're going to start seeing this coming because that's what we're working on behind the scenes. So it's really an exciting time for us around here um, uh, as, we're, as we're growing, as we're helping clients and, and companies sort of you know, 
navigate the huge waters of, of raising funds um, in the crowdfunding space. Um, so some of the stuff going on right now. Um, what else? What else? Well, personally, um, some not awesome stuff is going on with, with my dad. Um, you know, he's, he's towards the end. So uh, we're going to try to spend Super Bowl Sunday with him, which uh, is, you know, we're looking forward to as a family. Just, um, you know, might be one of the last events I get to watch with him. So I got that that going on. So it's been, uh, even though we've got all this great stuff going on and, and, and it's truly an exciting time, I uh, got a little bit of weight around, <laughs> around one of the foots as, as we're going. Cause, uh, just a lot, lot, you know, it's, this is not an easy process. I know I've talked about it a lot on the pot, on, on, on the episodes. If, if you've been a listener for a while, um, you know, there's just, you know, my dad's been sick for almost a decade. So, um, and he's had to, uh, had to suffer um and you know so we're getting closer and closer to that time things are not good right now in that department so um you know if you're one of those people out there that, that want to send some wishes uh i'd appreciate it my team would appreciate it my dad my family would appreciate it um so that's what we got going on so some heavy stuff around here as well um but we're gonna get through we're gonna keep doing episodes and uh keep bringing great content to you guys and, and making sure that you guys are informed uh, about what's going on in the in the crowdfunding space so um but yeah, and then next week too, February 4th, I know I've mentioned the Innovate Farmington meetup group uh, that's happening. I also, we're launching a campaign. We got, we've been working on a heated jacket for the last six months, and I think it's going to be a big one. We're, we're super excited for it. We've put a lot of work into it. it. The energy feels good. The data feels good. It feels like we are really ready to launch. Um, so look out for that too. The, the product's called Appware, um, and that's going to be launching too. So a lot of, lot of stuff here. But um, all right, why don't I go ahead and kick my conversation? Um, but before I do that, a couple, uh, you know, couple of notes here. If you're a fan of the podcast, please leave us a review. I would appreciate it greatly. Um, whether on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Um, or if you want to tell somebody, go and share this with a friend. That would be awesome too. If you find this on social media, share it out. Let us know um, that you're, you know, that, that you enjoyed it and you thought somebody else would enjoy it. Um, and then for this project, go over and, uh, and check out the, uh, the product here breathers uh, and Nadia. I'm going to have a link in, in the show notes. So make sure you guys check that out. If you want to go check out her product. Um, but yeah, it was a great conversation. I'm glad Nadia and I could reconnect. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and kick my conversation. Why, why waste another minute, uh, talking about my stuff? Let's go, let's go listen to my conversation with Nadia. All right, Nadia. So the, uh, the red light's on. This is when all the pressure happens. I'm sure you're feeling it right now, right? Like pressure. Yeah. That's why I think right? Cool. Awesome. Uh, why don't we start off with doing a quick sound check. Um, why don't you tell my listeners what you had for breakfast this morning? Uh, you know what? I don't eat breakfast. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big faster, so I do a lot of I do a lot of fasting, and so I didn't eat breakfast, but I did have a coffee. Okay. All right. So the coffee still fits into that equation? It, I guess it was a morning consumption, so yeah, we'll, we'll count it. All right. All right. That, 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 all right. Sounded good. Sounded good. So let's, uh, let's jump into it. So, um, so why don't you tell my listeners what you current, uh, or what you just finished up crowdfunding for and what your product is? Yeah, great. So, um, I, I successfully completed the Kickstarter in December, uh, December 12th. It was great. It started on November 11th at 1111 and ended at December 12th at 1212. So that was like a fun, fun little numbers game that we played with it as well. And, uh, what I did was it was a campaign that supported uh, our our business, which is called Prana Cure. In Sanskrit, prana is a term that means breathing, or in sort of a more 
spiritual way it is the the energy that underlies all things that that allows life to happen and that's i'm grossly um simplifying it but uh and so pranicure is a company about teaching people how to use their breath more uh more um consciously and with it we have a aromatherapy inhaler which is a little bit of like a gateway tool to help people to help people get into it so uh, it's aromatherapy inhaler it is organic um, high quality essential oil that's used within it and uh, it helps people to to breathe more deeply they have different uh, different um, benefits depending on which one you use and coupled with that it was uh, a kickstarter to fund the production of the courses that go with it so really a package of this great little uh, tool and uh, a learning that would um, combine to help people really use their breath more effectively. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So for our people who are listening that don't have visuals, can you kind of like describe like what, what does the packaging look like? Is this a big thing, small thing? What, is it something that you carry with you all the time? How do you sort of like visually describe it if you can? Yeah, I, I describe it as a friend in all moments. So it's the size of a chapstick tube almost exactly. In fact, that's been very helpful for production stuff. Uh, it, and, uh, it unscrews at the bottom and literally it, you just put the, the tip of it in one nostril, you take a long breath, put the tip in the other nostril, take a long breath. And what you get within that breath is this deep inhale of, um, really therapeutic grade essential oils. And so, um, they're, it's good for everything from helping you clear your airways to breathe more easily to, um, feel more relaxed or to just, it's a cheerful kind of an experience. So size of a size of a chapstick container and operates similarly in terms of opening and closing and um, super lightweight. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's cool. So where's the start of this idea? What is what does that look like? Why, why, why are you working on something like this? What's the inspiration behind it? Like, you know, what, what's the starting uh, starting point of this? Yeah, so uh, my husband and I own a yoga and healing arts center in Haverford, right outside of Philadelphia. And we've both been teaching and practicing yoga for about 20 years and, and uh, lots of mindfulness arts. And central to all mindfulness arts are, are, is breathing. And it's amazing the power that breath has. We usually think about breath as an outcome of something like um, in a primal sense, I just ran from a bear and now I'm taking these deep gasping breaths. But in like a regular everyday sense, I feel irritated at what you're saying. So I'm taking a big heavy sigh and rolling my eyes or I feel nervous about something and I'm about to, you know, do a podcast with Jeff. Right. So, so nervous. I, had, I, had a whole, I did a whole breathing treatment right before I got on. I was so nervous. <laughs> so um, breath has many outcomes, but also what, what a lot of us don't realize is just like we've been breathing since we got here. We're going to breathe till we, till we leave. And so the breath actually has a lot of, a lot of power to create different circumstances in your body. And yoga has been teaching this for thousands and thousands of years. And so when people come to learn yoga, we always start with the breathing. And um, that's, we teach very traditional yoga. And so when people learn that, it can be anyone from, you know, we have a whole spectrum of people who, who learn this. It can be, we have people who have had a stroke and need to sort of regain their cognitive capacity and just mobility. We have Olympians who are working on performance, um, people who are just stressed out, CEOs, you know, college students, high school students trying to get into college. So the spectrum of people who are benefited by learning breath techniques is vast. And it is such a simple thing. You can, you know, go to New Mexico on a week retreat to get more relaxed and come back and be just as stressed out. Or you might take 10 minutes to learn something very simplistic. 
So the, the breathers, as we call them, are, are sort of a tool where you instantly recognize that. Never do a hand one to someone and they put it in their nose and they're like, hmm. <laughs> You know, it's always like a kind of a wow experience and you realize the impact of just taking a long breath. And I think that bridges people because a lot of us, you know, meditation might seem like a far off concept, especially for someone who is in a high powered life or someone who has just a lot going on. Just being able to slow themselves down like that can be really complex. So it was born in a lot of ways out of the this depth of discipline in yoga and mindfulness practices. And on the other side, I also do a lot of work with plants and a lot of herbology. And so um, you know, I have a lot of different products, but within the studio, it really was a testing ground for that. And we spent about two years just letting people do everything. We had the sprays and the oils and all that stuff. But this was a thing where people would start to come to me and say, this, this needs to grow into something else. And it was really um, that a story that I think is, is really what tipped us over. And this was a big part of the Kickstarter page as well, is that my dad, my father is 76 and is like, a man's man kind of a guy, an athlete his whole life. It would have made a lot of sense for him to do yoga, but you know, sometimes even the people closest to you can't you know, make those things. But he had a lot of health issues and they he had a bad head injury about 10 years ago, very bad head injury, a subarachnoid hemorrhage, was in the ICU for a long time. It was a very scary time. And um, the repercussions of that, he healed from it, but the repercussions of that have been he has a lot of pressure in his head. And as he's gotten older, his blood pressure fluctuates a lot. And so, um, you know, at, I got really involved in his health because he, I could tell that he needed some extra support as we all do when we navigate something complex. And so, um, so everywhere we went, they were like, Mike, you know, you should really try some meditation and mindfulness. Have you thought about this? And he would just sort of look forward and not at me and just nod like, yes, I, I've heard this before. But in, as I was producing these, I gave him some of them. And I was like, you should use the, tell me what you think about these was really a little bit of it more so. And a week or two later, I was at an appointment with him. I took one out. I always have them. I have my husband. And I have them in like every pocket in the car, all over the place, like breeders everywhere. I took it out and he said, I really love the peppermint one. And I looked at him and I was kind of like surprised. I said, are you using them? He said, yes, I've been practicing my breathing with them every day. And so I really realized the gateway potential of them for helping someone into something that seems kind of foreign and especially for someone who's in the 70s like it wasn't it wasn't part of his upbringing in the same way that it is now so yeah that's great that's great that you're gonna have have the ability to get through there uh or, or like to connect even on that level too that that's awesome and and you mentioned that uh, correct me if i'm wrong but there is like a course packet or there's like is there like there's like there's other stuff that goes with these two that you're 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 uh providing somebody as well right that's right the second part of the Kickstarter, the first part was the funding of the production of them. And the second part was the uh, production of the breathers. And the second part was there, each of, each of those breathers is connected to a course that teaches something relevant to those, to that particular breather. So there, there are disciplines of breathing that are uplifting. There are disciplines of breathing that are relaxing. There are disciplines that are helping you to purify and clear stuff out of your body. And so that really aligns with what the, what the breathers um, are designed to do themselves. And so we have a whole package, which we're actually producing right now with, um, with the breathers so that they, so that people can get the breather, but also then have online access to content that teaches them breathing. So there's a, so there's a, is there like a specific, I should use this breather in the morning? I mean, you mentioned like the peppermint one. Is it something like I use this one in the morning, this one at night, this one during the day, or am I trying to identify 
like I'm feeling anxious right now. I should use. Yeah, a little bit of it is just personal preference. Some people don't like lavender. Lavender, if you don't like it, not relaxing. <laughs> don't like it. Most people, so I picked things that, that are pretty universal. You know, I didn't put like sage in here, patchouli and stuff like that. That's like people have some, some smells people just are one, like it's kind of like black licorice. You're one way or the other about that. So these are all, these are combinations that have, are designed because of the therapeutic properties and also they're intended to smell good together. So those therapeutic properties, some of them have anti-inflammatory qualities. Some of them have um, just stilling, relaxing qualities. And so they're designed, they're put together in a way that the person who uses them should be able to feel, um, feel the, the impact of that. Sure. Sure. What, you know, for somebody who's working in, in a product like this, what are the steps that you had to first start taking to, you know, produce like, a, I guess, a spray? I mean, are there FDA rule? What does that whole world look like? Are you, you know, is there formulas, scientists? Are you in the, in the back making stuff? What, what's happening? It's interesting. One of the things that came out of this, <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's good or not yet, but um, and maybe this is just a, a sentiment that's really nice for Kickstarter folks overall is that things that, that nothing about launching this Kickstarter went as I thought it was good. Talking to you actually in the beginning, this was what led to my Facebook post and what led to this, this whole conversation in the first place is talking to you, you were like, Nadia, here's some things you should know. And I was like, crap. That's <laughs> not what I said. So, so there's things, you know, you, and I will say, honestly, that I really, re I, I am a deep researcher and I, and because of my field and because of what I do, I mean, I work with people, I have people who have had concussions. You can't, you have to really understand your field and your craft when you're in my field. That is to say, there are lots of people who do stuff quickly. That's just not me. And that's not the product that I wanted to have. So it was important to me that the integrity of that was sound, regardless of what the regulations and everything were around it. But so I launched this Kickstarter and one of the people in the studio and who has become one of my very best friends is on air talent at QVC. And so I said to her, Hey, can you post this to, to your audience? And she says, and so instead of doing that, she like group texts me with a buyer at QVC and was like, look at these products. And now I'm on the phone shaking, not prepared to talk to someone at QVC who's a buyer. I'm like, and he knew he was like, no, you know, I don't really talk to people at this, at this stage, but, um, you know, one of the, one of the questions for QVC is like, there is a rigorous sort of understanding of it, just like for Kickstarter, I couldn't use the word, um, congestion for Kickstarter. That was like a big flag. There were, there are things to think about. If you're thinking about something like this, if you're going to run a campaign like this, you want to really have a sense of that. So that there were unexpected things that came along for me where, you know, there, there is lots and lots of way more than I actually understood that there were, but there's lots of research that's been done internationally and you can find a lot of this in the NIH um, they have a whole website devoted to research projects that have been done on the benefits of aromatherapy and of the certain qualities of certain kinds of aromatherapy therapeutically not just smelling good that said it is a highly unregulated world um, the world of like just like herbs are Chinese herbs highly unregulated and that causes a lot of that causes a lot of trouble. So um, if you're starting something like this, I think it's really important that you make the decision to be to use a high level of integrity in what you're producing and to really understand your craft. 
or to get someone who does, if you're the business person, like if you're the marketing business person, then make sure that the someone on your team needs to really understand this stuff because you're dealing with people's health in a lot of ways. And, you know, I had a guy in here uh, the other day who's part of our community, whose mom is very sick with uh, cancer and she's going through chemo. And he said, which of these will be good for her? And I said, go right back to her doctor and none of these right now don't even diffuse, nothing. Probably some things will be helpful for her and also, depending on what's going on with you and your constitution in your life, regardless of whether you're perfectly in health or whether you're, you're congested or whether you have some major thing going on, all of those things need to be taken into, into, into account. And so um, we, really, we really have done that. And I think a big part of what's really important if, if you get into a field where you're offering something that, that helps people and is health related is that you are very clear with them that they need to they need to understand what their situation is before they, and you need to not make claims that would lead them to feel that they are, um, that they don't need to do that. Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting. Now, you have a, is it you and your husband, you guys have a yoga yoga facility, correct? Yeah, I'm sitting in it. Yeah, okay. And um, how did this product sort of, you know, you have a business and how are you starting to kind of make this sort of, Hey, we should have this, these extra products. Like, like, what is that? What does those conversations kind of look like? Especially if somebody's thinking about, I want to add two or three things to my current life, my current business. How does that sort of fit into kind of conversations and, and also maybe like spreading of, you know, spreading of your time, right? Like I'm going to go work on this for a while and I've got this other business. How, how, do, how do you guys have, kind of navigate those waters? Um, business wise, I think it's important that anything that you develop works within the umbrella of what you already do. Like I didn't go do like a tire repair shop, or like tire repair glue or something that I don't really, doesn't really fit within, within my field. So if you're a mechanic, you know, and you see that lots of people come in and have like burst tires and could you have the glue from, from you can and you can make the glue. the glue yeah i got the glue in my garage i can do Number this one yes if you solve <laughs> someone's problem by something you have made yourself that is fantastic because it's your own thing fits under your brand and also there's so many ways now i mean it is an amazing time to be alive and to be able to really have the entrepreneurial oomph that we have uh you can make an e-commerce site pretty easily and do really really well for yourself which would have required a lot different of an approach even 10 years ago. So one thing is understanding the the infrastructure that is there for you to build upon. And I think that that's something that he and I, that Derek and I did early is we really understood that there was an infrastructure that could be built on. The hardest thing for us probably is, is the brick and mortar because it has so much more overhead than a lot. Like so some, a lot of people could probably do really well without needing to have a brick and mortar, especially if you have a product that is easy, like the breeders are very easy, easily, um, distributable I guess is that a word um so it, it whatever you pick should be something that you also you you're in love with I did a um we use teachable actually to house a lot of our online courses to start and I remember I went to one of their conferences or just like a you know an event and um she's and one of the pr people asked what do you what asked the person who was presenting they said what is it that, that you see that it most prevents people from being successful and she thought for a minute, I thought this was so insightful. She said, generally, the enthusiasm around having started something wears out long before you have overcome the trouble to have developed the momentum and the foothold. And that is definitely the case. So if you know you're someone who quits early, then 
set yourself up to not be able to quit, right? So like in some way, figure out how to, how to prevent that because right now still, I'm like, I'm trying to expand this line based on what we've accomplished. And I'm like, the things that you run into are so annoying and, and, and that annoyance can really slow you down too. So you should have a real passion around it and a level of expertise that should fit in your wheelhouse um, and not be too far outside of that so that you can, the same values that have made you successful in the first thing can be applied and expanded to the things that sure. are in addition. Sure. Let, let's flip over to the, to the actual Kickstarter. So, so you end up raising, I don't have it in front of me here, uh, just under about 16,000, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know when we chatted, I, I, I was impressed where you were at that point, because I think this is a hard product to, to crowdfund in general, right? It was, I think that's a lot of our, our conversation was around, you know, it's not your traditional tech widget thingy that you see in the crowdfunding space. Um, so I'm curious when you, you know, you're talking about the research, you know, what did you, as you were kind of diving in, go, I think this would be a good fit. You know, what was kind of those early things that were triggering? Yeah, we should, we should try this to, to, to launch this product. Well, um, for better or for worse, I have a background in fundraising for 10 years before I did what I do now before we had the center. I raised money. I've raised millions of dollars for different charities, which I'm like super proud of. I'm so glad that that was the first part of my life. Um, it's equally as difficult and I don't have a problem asking people for money if I really believe in something. And I think that that's a, a, a skill you must have as an entrepreneur as well. And uh, if the businessy side doesn't feel as good, then nonprofit development is a great place to, to apply that skill. Um, so I looked at it and I thought, I've done fundraising walks, I've done events, you know. Um, and I and so there was that end is that I felt comfortable that I would be able to, and I had a base of community here. So I had a I had a, a whole, you know, five years of people who've been in and out who I felt that would be excited about it since they were familiar with it. And then on the other side of it was um, that for for doing this because there, there's just such an obvious benefit of building a little bit of an of an audience and getting a sense of of patterns and patterning when you do something like this, which actually turned out not to be really <laughs> the way that it goes at all. But that was my thinking as I as I went towards it. I thought, okay, well, good. Then I'll have I'll cultivate orders, and then I will know. Sort of, I, I want I wanted to see the systems and ideas that I had put together also I wanted to see life breathe into that so I could actually understand whether or not I, I could do this at a, at a volume that I was anticipating that I could yeah interesting interesting what was um maybe while you were in the middle of it or while it was ending what would you say is like the the biggest lesson that you took out of it that you would you know give that information to somebody else what would you pass on of like they should call you I really believe I, I really well I really believe I have to be honest with you Jeff because if I hadn't had that conversation with you I posted that on your page if I hadn't had that conversation with you it would have changed how I you you need I that's also to say 3,000 people who do who will sell you every list under the sun and I remember this happened when we opened the studio too people call you up and they want to fix your google ads and they want to do that stuff there's whole companies that just wait till people to open stuff and then sort of go in there. But, um, so, so, so I mean that genuinely. And I think, you know, had I, you, you had, and I loved, I loved your, your sort of, you just gave your time. It was a selfless giving of, of expertise, which is really a key thing for us to think about when someone is invested in people's success in the beginning, you want that person 
on your insight team and maybe not everyone. I mean, a lot of people are trying to raise $5,000 or whatever. That's like not really what, what is necessary for everyone. But if you are doing something and you really want to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row, knowing what you told me on that call would have completely changed how I spent the three months prior to that. And so, um, and that is to say that I also spent a huge amount of time watching people's like, this person did a hundred thousand dollars in, in Kickstarter. I watched all those videos. So I did a lot of that. So you really need to understand the algorithms of Kickstarter. After I was successful at this, I'm in a few business groups and I posted it like, thank you guys for supporting. And people were like, do you think that Kickstarter is a good method to test proof of concept? I was like, no, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> well, the understanding of what it does. So, so you need to, you need to like really get your ducks in a row as far as the amount of time that you need to spend building your audience. Thank God that I had this audience already because it would have gone absolutely nowhere. And I think it's easy to get on Kickstarter and look at the ones that are there and go, there was one of like robo plates on there that was did like $300,000. I was like, if this dude can do porcelain robot plates, this is going to work. And I have all this. And so I, I had, I had a lot in place that I think maybe people don't just from my background. And even so it was an immense undertaking for me. So that's not to, that's not, it wouldn't have been had I done a few things differently. So I think it's really important that, that you do the work of building, building an audience who's excited about it and not anticipate that just because you are super pumped about what you do and it's something that is really, really valuable, the Kickstarter is going to be like, well, this thing. <laughs> yeah, she's excited. Love. Take that one. That's, that's right. the one. That's right. Yes, <laughs> that's right. And I, we, we do that to it. That, that denial is, I think, what sinks a lot of people. I've, I backed a few projects that I really, really loved, that I really wanted that product. And the goal was like $80,000. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Might not happen. Not <laughs> and it didn't. And it didn't. And that's right. Yep. Yep. That interesting. Well, you know, you're now about almost a month after the campaign. What's kind of, um, what, what kind of things have been happening? Are there, are you noticing even maybe more wins in the community, more wins amongst your peers, just in terms of like maybe healthier collisions? Cause this was successful as opposed to not being successful. Are you noticing anything, any sort of upticks, anything or anything along those lines, or is it maybe a little bit too early to, to tell? Yeah, I'm, uh, I did the fulfillment. So I fulfilled everything that I needed to. And that was fantastic because it, it let me really, I was, I was ready to perform on that. Uh, and so that was, that was really fantastic. So I, I got that out. Um, I also created through this really meaningful new partnerships with people that were really unexpected. Um, and I had, and I've had some people come through for different things that I won't get into yet because they're just fledgling that, um, that would not have happened. So a lot of things happen when you're successful with a Kickstarter that um, people go, oh, you're serious. I think it's a level of someone goes, oh, you're not, this isn't like a hobby, you're gonna do this. Um, and also, um, so I'm, I'm really in a place of like leveling up to the next, to the next stuff, um, getting, make, making sure the site doesn't have any kinks in it and making sure that it's all really, um, it's all really smooth sailing and reflects the value of the product itself all of those things have to sort of work together so i'm really very much in that place well what does the um let's talk about kind of what does the next year look like for the breathers is there more products what does what sort of the next year look like right now for you yeah so um so i i launched with three formulas and i am going to keep them I'm going to expand and also have a mist version and also like a oil rub because those formulas really translate well into those and then 
in the process of of refining to those i also have like six other ones that could have could have been those that aren't the core and so they'll become seasonal i'm thinking i'm probably going to do like a um a subscription-based model where people can just um people can have that subscription and then get seasonal stuff just for them um which i think is exciting and um so that's as far as the products and then uh, a lot of people actually have come about, I live in an area with lots and lots of business. It's like, a, it, I'm right outside of Philly. It's a, it's a great place to live. And so um, the direction of doing a lot of wholesaling has, has really pr pronounced itself. So I'm going to do some of that and it, it'll be getting into some, some retail, I'll do some retail and um, just hitting the numbers that I'm anticipating. So it'll be a lot of like, meetings with people and and getting that together and and i'm sure lots of other things will emerge from there but the core of the core of what i was intending to do hasn't hasn't changed and the kickstarter really has kickstarted that and this the real benefit for it i think is that places where you would have like um you know and this is something we all do in small businesses and i think it's really important to do this like you do a lot of things yourself that in order to get it done or in order to understand the process that then immediately as soon as you have the space to do it should be outsourced and sometimes just having not having the revenue in the beginning prevents you from taking that step for one reason or another so um doing that doing that as a beginning is going to be really fun and then um really letting people enjoy them i think there's going to be i want to make sure that i practice that too because there's a lot of, of value here that can come to people and then we'll probably produce produce more courses too but the the first ones i'm excited to also donate them so um if people watch this like schools underserved schools it's a I, before i did this i was i worked for hour bound and we did a lot of work with underserved schools so i think that's an important thing to be able to provide programming for kids who could who could watch it and benefit from it so um it will be fun it'll be fun to weave all that together and to explore what really works well yeah, it sounds awesome. Sounds like it got some uh, a couple plates spinning, and they're uh, they, they're going to be able to work their way together. It sounds awesome. Where can people sort of dive in, learn more, uh, purchase? How can people find Great. you? Thank you for asking that question. Um, the website is up now. Hopefully, it's going to even be better by the time people look at it. Uh, it's at pranacure.com. It's p-r-a-n-a cure c-u-r-e.com, and um, you'll see like the breathers are up there. They can they can order them. And then um, one thing that'll be really helpful too is just, just to join the, um, just to get the emails because that's what I'll have the subscription stuff and I'm, and I'm gonna do a lot of content that's specific to it. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll, start having, we'll start having the videos available soon. I think that probably will be like February, March. So it'll be nice for people to get in at this point to, to get the announcements because a lot of the things that are launching are gonna launch over the next couple months and it'll be a good way to, to stay in the know. Awesome, awesome. Well, Nadia, I appreciate you taking time out of your day uh, to have a conversation. I, uh, I really appreciate it and I, I'm excited for my listeners to you know, kind of hear your story, hear about what, you, what you're working on, hear the journey um, and, and show that not every product has to be a tech widget on, on Kickstarter. Uh, you, know, you, can, you can fundraise some other stuff. So um, really great job. And obviously we'll have the links to all your websites uh, in, the show, uh, in the notes uh, on the podcast here. And uh, again, appreciate it. Thank Thanks so much. much. Thanks, Jeff. All right. How about that conversation uh, with Nadia? Yeah, we, we went through a lot of subjects here and how hard it is to run a crowdfunding campaign and 
and how your expectations can sort of be blown out of the water even if you do a ton of ton of research like like she did so um hope you guys enjoyed this episode i know i did i, I had a great time nadia again thank you so much uh, for taking time out of your day and everyone go check out her campaign if you're uh if you love what you're hearing make sure you share our our, our uh our episodes with your friends and family make sure you're leaving us a review you know you know help us out a little bit you know give us a little bit of love uh i would appreciate it my team would appreciate it and and uh and hopefully you guys are getting a lot out of this so why don't we go ahead and kick to some songs right let's go listen to some sugar people music and uh and uh and go on with our day so thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you all later